Hello there listeners, Pete here from the future. Uh, I have been doing the edit of the episode. Unfortunately we had a few technical issues going on with Discord whilst we were recording. It did not seem to want to play well today, so we apologise for any inconvenience that may be caused in certain areas of the audio. I have tried to clean it up as much as I can. There may still be some odd splutter moments and stuttering, but we hope you still enjoy the episode. Welcome, welcome to episode 29, I can't believe it, of Rapid Reviews Radio. I am your co-host, Kylie Wilde, and I'm joined by Pete Beckett. Hello. Uh, Just to put this into context, in three episodes' time, it'll be the same age as I am. Oh! Uh, I, know, that's, <laughs> I, I know, that is just weird, right? <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Um, oh dear, so how's your week been? Um, uh, it's been crazy and insane because we're still in isolation. <laughs> Yay! Um, and I am ready for it to be over, but also I'm strongly respecting the the things that are in place, so. Yeah, well, uh, of course. I think we all are mostly, but, you know, it is, it's yeah. getting more and more difficult to have to do that because you just want to yeah. see people I mean, that's not you in that case, usually, but for most normal <laughs> social people, you know, it is getting on the, getting to them. I'll tell you what, what actually the thing that is kind of annoying me, but again, totally respecting the, the rules and everything in place. Yeah. Um, but right before the lockdown happened, I got my UK uh, driving license. Through. So I'd only, I'd only been legally driving about a week. Uh, <laughs> um <laughs> And so what I would do in times of stress, like now, would be take a leisurely drive up to the coast because I'm not going to lie, Northern Ireland has some of the most beautiful coasts in the world. Yeah. Um, And then just go sit and enjoy the beach for a while and recharge. And Mm -hmm. I can't do that. (laughs) No, of course not. (laughs) Yeah, and I won't do that. But um, I mean, you can do it if you're on your own. Yeah, but I I would feel guilty if I showed up at the beach and uh, like a cop came over and was like, you know, you 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 know, it, this isn't mandatory or whatever it is, necessity or whatever. Yeah. I feel bad because I would have put him at risk. You oh, know? of course, yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is that you are on your own. It's not like you're you're congregating with people. Right, you could always true. just say that you're having a brief moment to yourself. And a rest whilst you're on your walk. I've done it. That's that could work. That could work. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I mean, yesterday I was sat outside of a place for about ten minutes because I'd done quite a long walk at that point, and I just right. needed to rest. And a cop drove past me, didn't say yeah. boo to a goose. So because I'm on my own, I don't think they could do anything really. Right. Well, yeah, and see, that, that's kind of a problem I've kind of run into uh, around here. Is I live in a, a neighborhood that has lots of what we'd call sidewalks. I, I don't know. Is, do you guys call them sidewalks or are they walkways, I guess? Pavements. Um, pavements. There you or, go. Yeah, but walkways, something along those lines. Yeah. Sidewalks. 
That's what I call them. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you walk on the side of the road. But um, they're like packed full of people. Yeah. And everyone's decided to take their leisurely walks at the same time in my little neighborhood. So <laughs> it's yeah, it's like they're pretty much like, you know, sending messages out on a WhatsApp group. It's like, I'm going for my walk yes. now. Anyone want to join me at social <laughs> yes. distancing? It's like it's like the old uh, Pokemon Go days. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon Go straight to the poles. Oh, God. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is a deep cut, people, and it's in American politics. So, <laughs> yes, said by oh, one Hillary Rodden Clinton. Yes. Um, oh God. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there was rude versions that came out afterwards. Is like, um, oh, I'm po- sure. Pokemon Go, f yourself, basically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, guys, we we are getting less and less filters as time goes on. Well, you, um, you'll notice that I actually said "f yourself" rather than actually oh, tried to swear. Having to put yeah. a, a hop in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I know. So, but uh, it's fine. But it's fine. I will say this one little side thing, and then we'll move on to the news. But um, we do hope you're out there, and uh, we know it's tough. Um, and of course, we'll we'll touch on that during that you got this segment, but. Um, you know, thanks for hanging in there. And if you're in the industries that are necessity, uh, we definitely appreciate appreciate you. And that is everyone. That is store clerks, uh, delivery people, of course, the healthcare workers. Uh, you know, yeah, all all of you guys. You know, thanks for hanging in there because we are all in this together. Yes. But but we're gonna move on to more happier things. Well, maybe not so much happier, but the news. <laughs> uh, one news story is quite happy for fans of this particular game. Two of them are, may not be as good. Well, one, yes. of, one of them's got shades of being good and one of them's definitely not. So we'll start out with the nicey-nicey news, of course, to anyone who's yes. a fan yeah. of Ubisoft or Ubisoft. I have no idea ever how to pronounce their name. Yeah, they always pronounce it differently. Yeah. I think it's Ubi, but who knows? I mean, I would go by the actual pronunciation of how you would uh, how you would go go it by, you know, in using phonetics and all that. So Ubisoft ah, rather right. than Ubisoft. Yeah. Just because of what, yeah. 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 But uh, that may give you an indication of what we're talking about because mm-hmm. it's that time of the year again. <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla has been announced via live stream. It has, it has, and by memes everywhere, all the memes. Yes, lots and lots of memes to do with this. Um, Um, mm -hmm. So what do you know about this? Uh, I know that it's an Assassin's Creed game. (laughs) I know that it has lots of of references to previous games, Uh, so a lot of nostalgia factor there. and I strongly suspect that they are doing what they very similarly did with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, mm-hmm. uh, which is dropping a game without not much hype so that expectations aren't even there. I was going to say expectations are low, but they're really just not even there. Um, uh, and, mm, you know, I'll get into that. <laughs> well, when Odyssey dropped, it, 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 it kind of came as a surprise. It definitely surprised uh you know everyone as it climbed up the list on one of the top games for yeah. that year yep it did um 
Yeah, it really took everyone by surprise. And I kind of think that they're following the same formula with this one because I don't remember there being a lot of hype about this. So Well, um, there wasn't a lot of hype because nobody knew about this. Yeah. Uh, straight yeah. away. They obviously teased the uh, the live stream a little bit. Um, uh-huh. They they had this live stream that went on, I believe it was on Thursday. I could be wrong. But then a day later, they had this is a cinematic, cinematic trailer come out. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. So people who had seen the live stream hadn't seen this trailer, but sort of knew what they were getting as well. Mm-hmm. So... But I think a lot of the a lot of the hype that's been based on this, and a lot of the uh, the lovely folks over here at Rapid Reviews, um, uh, Rapid Reviews UK. Unfortunately, I'm not one of them. Uh, are quite excited about this game. Uh, they I think are. we do have a few diehard Assassin's Creed fans. To we be do. fair, uh, including Overlord, yeah. Mike. Yes, that's right. That's the uh, one I was going to drop. So yeah, because he he really loves Odyssey, and he especially loved he it on Stadia, which is yeah. Okay, I mean, fair play to him. He likes the Stadia version. Okay, yeah, you know, I'm not saying anything by that. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's actually a good segue if you wanted to take. Well, it. Not, well I'm not taking the segue right <laughs> oh, okay. now because there's still still enough to talk about with Valhalla. Unfortunately, do you happen to know what the setting is this time? Oh, I don't know. Uh, uh, I can't even imagine. I'm going to say uh, Southwest Detroit with something with a name like Valhalla. Really. That is weird. Okay. And being that they and being that they call out Odin in in the actual uh, trailer, so. Okay, so you've seen the trailer. Uh, I've seen oh, it, but I've seen. Didn't okay, it okay. Well, you would see. You would know enough if you watched the trailer fully that this is all about Vikings. Couldn't guess. I couldn't guess. Yes. Not with Valhalla in the title. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> I'm being extremely sarcastic. For once, the English person did not get the sarcasm. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, I mean... Yeah, it's going to take place in that time period, and it's going to be a lot of stuff to do with Vikings versus Saxons, so back onto English shores at some point. Yeah, I and I do... Comparison can go without being... But, you know... God of War uh, did it really well. Uh, that's what Is I've anything? heard. That's what I've heard about a lot of things coming out uh, in regards to this news. Is a lot of people are turning mm-hmm. around and going, "Why are you doing Norse? Oh, mm-hmm. you know, Vikings and Norse mythology this way when God of War two years ago pretty much exemplified it." Yeah. Well, and even the newest God of War, uh, uh, you know, the remake or uh, reboot relaunch that'll come up later, people. Um, <laughs> Um, it, uh, you know, of course it follows the, um, Viking god mythos. So interesting to see how they play this out. Um, I, I, here's what I will say. Uh, no, I am not the world's biggest Assassin's Creed uh, fan because they are very formulaic and they are very samey. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's just not my particular cup of tea. But one thing that they do really well is the uh place settings they yeah they render 
sometimes they render actual cities and they're so well done. Oh yeah, um, um, Assassin's Creed Two was absolutely outstanding yes. for that. I mean, absolutely. I I'm not the biggest Assassin's Creed fan as well, like yourself, mm-hmm. but I do remember renting. Uh, yeah, that's a throwback to when the original game came out. <laughs> I rented that. Yes, uh, yes. I played it for a couple of hours and then returned it to Blockbuster because I wasn't infused by it at all. Wow, Blockbuster? I know, wow. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, right? But so, that is crazy. Uh, I didn't actually... Re- I played Assassin's Creed 2 because I'd heard good mm-hmm. things about it. Still couldn't get into it. Um, yeah, I then, yeah. I then went and played Brotherhood. And I didn't play the single player of Brotherhood. I only played the multiplayer because the multiplayer was developed by the team who made Cha- uh, uh, Cell Chaos Theory, and I f- uh, absolutely loved that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was great. It was outstanding. Like, I mean, Brotherhood apparently is one of the one of the better side stories in the Assassin's Creed Two mythos. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I, can, I I didn't play the story mode. Can't say for sure. But yeah. that, that's about as far as I've gone with Assassin's Creed because I've not played anything since then. Yeah, um, I kind of thought I would like Syndicate and I kind of thought I would like Black Flag, I think is what they call uh, it. The Assassin's 4 Black Flag was the pirate one. I believe Syndicate was the one that was set in Victoria, England. It, it was. Um, and for some reason, like I own Syndicate. Uh, I started it up and I just, just nothing. Just, I, yeah, I just couldn't get into it. Um, I really thought I'd like Black Flag, but for some reason, I think I started playing, uh, oh, I think I started playing Dragon Age Origins or something and oh, it, okay. I got distracted. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. For <laughs> you, my life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always watch the trailers and I always watch the gameplay breakdown. Oh, so to be honest with you, most of them are usually at E3 every year. So it's like, I, I do That's watch true. them because of that. They usually uh-huh. have good extended periods as well. And I always look at it and I go, oh, they've done really nice stuff with the setting, but it still just looks like Assassin's Creed. Right. Yes, you know, exactly. And, and it doesn't exactly. infuse me at all. And this is no disrespect to the Assassin's Creed franchise. It's just not for me. Yeah, I think that's um, more than fine. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I like what they like the idea of what they did with Origins and, yeah. and Odyssey yeah. with the fact that they made them these big sprawling worlds, you know, much bigger than they had been before, and they made them very yeah. RPG like. Mm-hmm. I, I like the idea, but it's just not for me. Yeah. Okay, I think that's all we're gonna we're gonna say about Valhalla and Assassin's Creed, really. So we'll move on to the next news story because uh, this one was a fun one, to say <laughs> the least. Mm-hmm. Um, Google have held their third video presentation called Stadia Connect, which was held on the twenty eighth of April, and there were yeah. some announcements. There was an actual announcements for Stadia. Shocking. I They're know. still trying to get that, breathe life into that dying console. They are. So I'll start with the smaller news first. The yes. um, the exclusive game, Thumper, has leaving the pro service on uh, as of a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. And is to be replaced by SteamWorld Heist. Yeah. That's a good choice. I will take your word for it. <laughs> I haven't played it, but I I love the art style and the design, and I've heard great things about the oh. Steam World uh, games generally. Very good. So that would be a good good choice to have on there. But 
We've got a slew of different uh, games coming here and anyone who's on a console will generally know that these are probably the worst way to play these games um, on Stadia. <laughs> uh, so PUBG and Zombie yeah. Army 4 are coming later on this year. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's, a, that's a marketing ploy to try to get a different audience in. Uh, agreed. Um, yeah. I will then drop this one because I think this is a massive one for them because it's only a, only on two different platforms at this present moment. Yes. yes. So currently on Switch and mm -hmm. on Steam, Octopath mm -hmm. Traveler is coming. Yep, which was an extremely successful game on the Switch. Um, yes, and therefore an extremely successful game on Steam too. Yes, absolutely. So this is almost virtually an exclusive for them in a way because mm -hmm. uh, none of the big consoles have it. No, this is what piques my interest about this. Mm -hmm. Any chance that Square Enix signed a console exclusivity deal with Nintendo oh, on this one? Oh, right. Does it seem okay. a little bit suspicious that Xbox and PS4 have not got yeah. this, but yet streaming platforms such as Stadia has got it? Yep. I think that that is a very, very good uh, observation. Um, I reckon. That would make, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I reckon this was part published by Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Might have been, yeah. Yeah. So when it's come to the console side of things, they've gone mm, kind of like the same thing as we said um, a few months ago about Wonderful 101 re Remaster, mm -hmm. how mm -hmm. Nintendo weren't willing to publish a game on other platforms. Right. I think exactly. that's possibly the case. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. Okay, really. so now now that we've spoken about the Switch, <laughs> I want to mention a particular company that doesn't support the Switch at all, but are supporting Stadia. Yes. EA. <laughs> I'm... I'm... <sighs> as a gamer, <laughs> I am speechless. I am too. As a business person? Yeah, I get I, it. I'm, no, <laughs> no, I'm speechless as someone who's interested in business too. I am speechless by this. So EA, uh, uh, I'll get to mm -hmm. the news on this one. So yeah, yeah. EA have announced as part of the uh, Stadia Connect that they're bringing mm -hmm. FIFA, Madden, and Jedi Fallen Order to the service later on this year. Mm-hmm. Now... Why I think this is this makes sense on a business level, yes, uh, is because Google and EA are a little bit like Sony in that they have more than just interest in consoles and games. Um, that is true. EA is trying to start a streaming service, as we know. They have. Uh, so I think they're getting in business bed with Google about other things. And these were just add-ons to the Ooh, contract. Okay, I didn't think of that angle. Yeah. That's a good way of thinking yeah. about things. However, yeah. can I preface this mm -hmm. with the point that I was going to make about this? Sure, absolutely. Um, and it, it comes down to raw figures and raw figures alone, because raw figures are something that I'm interested yeah. in. Yep, yep, yep. Um, Nintendo Switch install base, over 50 million. Install yeah. base for Stadia, 1 million. Yeah. How does that make sense from a business standpoint? Um, because again, EA's got its sights on something bigger. It's got a bigger fish. Yeah, so that, that's what I mean. Is that I actually didn't yeah. consider the angle you put, and that's yeah. why I just wanted to counterpoint it with the fact that there is a bigger install base on other platforms. 
But that, yeah. that's not taking into account that they're possibly asking Google for some advice on how to advance their streaming platform. Yeah, exactly. Um, it is weird, and we, we've kind of touched on this before, uh, and we'll touch on it again. Uh, that yes, uh, when you start breaking down uh, corporations, it really comes down to just six big companies that own everything, <laughs> Pretty <laughs> including. Much. Food, media, uh, you know, cars, electronics, all of that. Um, yeah. And they they all have deals with each other. You know, the scratch, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. Yes, uh, the, old, uh, the old thing that Trump got in trouble for is that quid pro mm-hmm. quo. Yes, exactly. Um, no, a president should not do that. But yes, companies do it. Yes, but he uh, is a businessman first and foremost. So he would always work on that principle, no matter what yeah. way he's dealing with things. But, but I do know what you mean. Yeah, you should put pause. Um, but I, I mean, I understand it because if your brain is set up that way to to think in terms of deals uh, yeah. and mutual beneficial deals and all this kind of stuff, I mean, that's that's your go to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and is not politics basically making deals with parties? Uh, well, see, that's the thing. Um, a skilled politician, there's a quote, and I'm not going to say it because I'll forget it. I'll, mm. I'll get it wrong um, in my current brain. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, I'm very tired. Um, but uh, a skilled politician is actually someone who's just skilled at uh, making everyone think they got what they wanted. You mean someone who's who's an expert in the art of negotiation? Yes, but uh, as a business person, uh, Trump's not great at negotiation. <laughs> no, it's my way or the highway, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and negotiating is one of my favorite aspects of business, and uh, it's it's kind of like a game in and of itself. Mm, um, it is. I do like that yeah. whole, I'll set a yeah. high offer so it just deters you, and then you want to... Then you put a really low offer in to wind them up, and then you start yes, in the middle exactly. of it. It's <laughs> it is essentially a financial based dance. It is, it is, and it's very fun. And when I first yeah. moved over here, uh, I okay. Well, I grew up obviously around Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas is a very huge international port. So there's tons of international markets and you get to kind of just interact with people from just all over the world and you learn different cultures and you learn, uh, you know, different things that, you know, other cultures do. Like some won't put a price on what they're selling because they're going to tell you a different price and they're going to tell someone else. Some will put a price that is exorbitant, just way out there because they want you to come make a deal. So I'm used to to doing that. Um, Mm. And I got here and I went to the farmer's market and uh, there's a big giant farmer's market here. And um, it was at the end of the day and you could tell all of their stuff was going to go off. They were going to have to trash it. They couldn't sell it. Oh, of course. So I went up to the butcher and I was like, look, I'll give you, you know, 10 10 pounds for, or I'll give you a tenner for all your chicken that's left. Yeah. And he looked at me like I was insane. And I was like, he's like, no, it's, it's marked as 20 you know, and I'm like, yeah. you're about to throw it out. You you can't sell that. And he was so taken by surprise. He didn't end up selling it to me. Oh, damn. But I, yeah, but I think it's because he was so... That had never happened before. Yeah, because he's not used to an American coming yeah. over there and going, I'll barter <laughs> with you. Yeah. 
but i do find that is literally america isn't it it's like everything can be haggled everything even even if you go into a a grocery store like oh i'll say grocery store but like a a superstore like walmart yeah uh if you go in and you find something and let's say it's uh, a little piece of it's broken off they have to do i forget what they're called now it's been so long but you know they have to throw them away and then write them off it's basically called x display uh, there you go. Over here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they have to write it off, and, you know, it, it, it gets paid for in the long run, blah, blah. Yeah. So if you find it, you can take it up to. Uh, now, this is. I haven't been back in America for a long time, so maybe rules have changed. I don't yeah. know. But I, I would take it up to customer service and say, look, you know, look, the leg has broken off of this, I don't know, chair. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I'll pay you you know, half of the price. And they're like, yeah. well, all right, I guess so. Because at least we're making, you know, let's say $15 as opposed yeah. to zero. Yeah, I'm like, exactly. yep. Yeah. And you can do that to all kinds of stores in America. You come over here and, uh, uh, they're like very nervous. Like, ah, uh, uh, I don't, I, I don't know about that. Uh, I have no. <laughs> you do know like over here. And this is like something that I saw in an old TV show at some point. It was, um, someone who used to give financial advice, which right. one of those daytime TV shows to try yeah, to save yeah. people money. Um, yeah. He actually used to go into stores and haggle. And really? Yeah. It's one of the things that most shops, they understand that people want to haggle, but they won't, they're not willing to do it. But you can get discounts because of it. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Yeah, it's weird. I used to uh, do that in America as because that's that was my purpose. Sometimes I'll still do it here just to see the uh, expression on people's faces. Yeah, deers in the headlights sort of yes, expression. Yes. <laughs> but sometimes I'll come across a, a a a culture that I'm familiar with working with. Yeah. Um, because of being in Houston and stuff, mm-hmm. and it is literally what you just said. It is a dance, and you can tell we're both enjoying it. Uh, yeah, uh, they know that I know, and I know that they know what we're doing, and yeah, uh, those are those are fun. I do I, enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I do, I do love the fact as well, and the way that it's sort of interpreted it is that one person is doing the rumba and the other person's doing the two step, <laughs> and then you eventually get to the middle and you'll start doing, you'll start entangling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, that was uh, yeah. terrible. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Um, how did we get on that bunny trail? Uh, because we talked business and how EA, oh, EA like for yeah. some reason, like don't do normal business like everyone else. No, they yeah. they have. I I if I was to guess, uh, and you know, guys, I don't know if you know this, but uh, we've been right about a lot of things <laughs> in the past we, episodes. We have been right about we a have- few things. We have called some stuff. So I would say that EA has its sights set on something bigger, a bigger partnership with Google. Um, Mm. And this stuff is just little extra add-ons. Yeah, I I don't necessarily think they're getting into bed with Google as such. I think Mm -hmm. they're using this as a platform, basically, to help get some knowledge and then potentially put the streaming services on the next generation of consoles much oh, like Game Pass is, you know, and yeah. Pass, uh, how Microsoft are going to have xCloud going, basically, and all that sort of thing. I think they'll have this proprietary, probably at launch, EA Access and uh, Ubisoft, um, or Ubisoft, I can't even... <laughs> See, call back again. Um, you know, 
they'll have like Uplay Plus and stuff like that. Maybe yeah. when the consoles launch. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, that being such a big problem over the launch of the PS4 is that certain yeah. different services wanted to be there but weren't allowed to be there because of the the license holders for you know the Xbox and the PlayStation just wouldn't allow it. Yeah. Um, God. Yeah. This is like say this you has let, let's be honest ea's only been about making money the last i don't know 10 15 years um yeah it, it, it's they've just tried to wring every last drop out of their customer base yeah i would say uh, it's probably 20 years now yeah i'm trying to think of they... the early 2000s around about yeah, the time yes. when they were ripping up other studios oh. and closing them down for no reason bullfrog um Exactly. That's exactly what I'm. Yes, Maxis was who I was thinking yeah, of. Yeah. Well, Bullfrog uh, was the most painful for me. <laughs> Maxis was probably the most painful yeah. for you. It was quite a bit. Yeah. Um. God, it's hard to think that that was 20 years ago. I know. Can, can, <laughs> can we move on? Because that's now made me sad again. Yeah, that's made me a bit sad too. Okay. Let's okay. go on. To- <laughs> let's get on to this incredibly depressing news story then. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! I promise. Trying to keep it peppy, my my friends out there. I know. I was to say in TV land, but in podcasting land. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, if you have been living under a rock, um, <laughs> you would not know about this news story. But everyone else online seems to know yeah. about this news story. So, yeah. I don't know if personally, I didn't want to cover this, but I have to because it is the biggest news story. Yeah. It is the most evolving news story of the entire week as well, and this. Everything that has gone on with this is just totally insane. Say that we, we're we going to... Can I safely say that we're going to be kind of generic and not drop major platforms? Well, I don't know if I can. That's the problem. I'm ah, going to err on the side of caution and say, right. if you don't want to know anything about what's been going on, I will leave yes. timestamps in the description of the yes. podcast so that you can yes, completely yes. skip over this because there's going to be fine. some stuff that I might inadvertently say that might be mm-hmm. a callback to what's actually happening in this story. So you have been f- fully warned. Spoilers yes. may be ahead. Right. But the new story is, and I'll give it a, another couple of seconds. Good. Okay. That was just to make sure that people had switched through. So yeah. The Last of Us Part 2 has had major plot points as well as the opening 7 minutes of the move of the of the game leaked online as well as a massive description about every single plot point in the entire game. Now, the reason why this is an involving news story is because mm-hmm. two weeks ago, and I- I'm just going to rant at you here about the timeline mm-hmm. of events because I've watched this so closely over the last week. Right. So yeah. t- um, around about the beginning of uh, April, so about four weeks ago, um, the first seven minutes of the game were leaked online. Mm-hmm. Um, as you remember, the game then got indefinitely delayed. Yes. And um, it may not have been resulting from that leak, but they indefinitely delayed the game. Now, weirdly enough, these leaks start to happen and a new release date is set. Um, I'm going to preface this by adding another part to this news story that 
Um, the release date has now been set to the 19th of, Ju- of June 2020, mm-hmm. pushing Ghost of Tsushima back to July. Now, that's unfortunate mm-hmm. because I would have preferred to have Ghost of Tsushima first. Yeah. Personally. Um... But I understand why they're putting Last of Us Part 2 out there first now because of these leaks. Um, Um, So what has probably come about is that the first set of leaks has led to Sony, Naughty Dog, and Sucker Punch Studios, who made Ghost of Tsushima, probably jumping in some sort of conference call to agree that one game was going to be pushed back and the other pushed forward. And then the leaks, more further leaks happened. Oh, yeah. So to say that someone has, or to say that Sony, Naughty Dog, Neil Druckmann, any one of the higher ups at Naughty Dog Studios or any of the higher ups at Sucker Punch Studios have uh, added the release, game, release date of the game based solely on these leaks from this week would be wrong, I believe. I think yeah. this is an ongoing situation for the past couple I of weeks, think. and this has been an ongoing active discussion for weeks. And then this um, just so happened to, to come about. I agree because, and here's why, yeah. uh, they, uh, Naughty Dog has recently again uh, come under fire. Oh, yeah. I was getting to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I think this all links, and this is what I was going to get to. So you have kind of... I mean, you've not spoiled the news story, let's say. No, 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 not at all. You've brought up a very active, good, like, decent discussion point here. So uh uh, it's claimed, and there has been counterclaims as a result of this. I don't know Mm -hmm. what to believe in this situation, because... I'm with you there. Okay. So it has come about from a Reddit post that Mm -hmm. the person who's leaked these plot points was a contractor or an ex-employee of Naughty Dog who was not paid his bonuses early because of the lockdown. Um, They wanted wanted their bonuses early to actually make rent and mortgage Mm -hmm. payments, all that sort of thing. And Naughty Dog have turned around and said no. Right. Um... Their business practices have been called into question before, and this has called mm-hmm. them into question again about crunch culture. Right. Um, and the way that they treat certain individuals in their in you know, in their in, in the uh, company. So one of the claims that has come about, and I'm, I'm sorry this is all like just verbal diarrhea at you. This this is <laughs> yeah. what I mean. This is so complex, it's, it's ridiculous. Very absolutely. So it has come about that apparently Neil Druckmann um, may have um, got an advisor on board who is not the most reputable person in terms of the game industry. Mm-hmm. That person potentially being Anita Sarkeesian. Oh, dear. To, um, oh dear. to advise on feminist oh matters. Oh, dear. Um, I actually did not know that part. I'm finding this out with all the rest of you. Yeah, that... <laughs> We're, oh not, we're not 100% certain on this one, but he has claimed that he is a big fan of Anita Sarkeesian's. So we don't. I don't know whether that's just some people who are annoyed about the situation throwing accusations right. around. These are unfounded at present time. Um, right. But um, it has been called into question as well that a focus tester 
from Uncharted 4 made mention about some of the angles that they were going for in, in terms of the story, gave, his, gave their feedback and was subsequently fired by Neil Druckmann for giving feedback. Oh boy! Yeah, we're uh, we, oh, uh, we might need to have a future episode that's just about Naughty Dog. I think we do because they're they're yeah. becoming a bit of a yeah. They were once an, a, a darling of the uh, of they the were? industry, and they're now becoming, mm-hmm. uh, let's say. And I hate using the term because I think the term's been so watered down nowadays. They're yeah. becoming very, very toxic. Yeah. Uh, they're uh, very much becoming uh, rock star in that respect. Crunch culture, odd choices, all that sort of thing. I'm, it is strange. Okay, I do think we need so. Sorry. And also versus uh, because as a workaholic. Yep. I can't say I'm against crunch culture, um, but that's because my personal POV point of view mm, is yeah. I work better yeah. in the crunch, as they say. Oh yeah, um, I but- think I think most people generally do, but it is not something that should be forced upon you. If you want right. to take overtime, yes. that is yes. a choice. It seems yes. like most game developers I- and mm-hmm. pub- uh, most companies now have it as a clause in their contracts that overtime is forced. That's my problem. Yeah, that I have to say that's that's actually a, 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 a I'm going to call it a loophole that cropped up back yeah. in the US when I was. Uh, doing various works and contracting jobs and mm. stuff, there was a kind of forced overtime. Yeah. Uh, which is supposed to be against the law, but there's loopholes that you can do, um, yeah. especially with contract labor. And mm-hmm. um, so, I mean, again, I'm perfectly set up for crunch culture, but I know that the average person is not. So no. I definitely think it should be a choice. Oh, yeah, um, it should be. Yeah. Um, I don't think you should be penalized if you choose not to do it. No, because people have lives outside of work, you know. Yes. What about that person? Yeah, what about that person who is a single father? You know, a single mother. You know, and they're they're being told that they have to do 60-hour work weeks by force. And it's like, well, who's 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 going to pick my kids up? Who's going to take them to bed? Who's going to put them to bed and all that sort of thing? If I'm still here, I can't be going home at one in the morning and then going back to work for 6am. When do I see my kids? Basically, you know, it's the principle. Okay. So that's called that into question. Like I said, this is weird. The whole thing is is all over the blooming place. So it's very multi-layered. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so this potential contractor who's potentially leaked the entire game was frustrated about the state of the working conditions, uh, the state of the lack of a bonus payment, and decided to get one back on Naughty Dog by releasing the entire game in handheld footage, basically. Yeah. Uh, and then leaking very key plot points to do with the game. 
Now, I don't think this is a uh, a big spoiler at all, but uh, obviously if people are not interested in the spoiler side of things, we have warned. Um, mm-hmm. We know this from the trailer that was at uh, E3 2018, that they're, yes. uh, they've taken a bit of a different direction with Ellie by making her uh, either uh, gay or bisexual. Mm-hmm. And apparently, and... Uh, Big warning for you here, Kylie, as well. If you want to hear this, let me know. Uh-huh. Uh, it's fine. I I know a lot of the lore anyway, so... Well, apparently the uh, the main villains of this game is a radical um, Christian uh, sect oh. who does not believe in homosexuality. Oh, no. Oh, uh, it's a zombie game. Ah! I just... Mm. Exactly. <laughs> My point exactly. This is a zombie survival or horror game, basically. I do think, uh, as we we have observed in our own global lockdown, I yeah. do think that cults would crop up. I do not think. Yeah. I mean, and, and let's be honest. I'm going to get real honest and real here, folks. Um, yeah. I don't have a filter, so you just have to deal with it. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 um, but... Um, there have been people here in Northern Ireland and back in the States. Yeah. There have been, uh, uh, what do you call them here? We would call them pastors or ministers, preachers. That's what we yeah, would call them. But, yeah, of course. You know, church we'd, leaders, I guess. We'd here. call them priests. Uh, well, yeah. Um, on, on both, uh, well, yeah, just religious holy men. We'll say that. Yeah, okay. Uh, who have come out and said that, COVID-19 is the result of God's anger, or as a thing that was put through my door last week, COVID-19 is the gentle uh, reminder of an angry God. Oh, that's not helping anything at all. As in a pan- So, what I'm saying is I love question for there to be religion. Mm. No, I think I think that their primary focus would be on survival. Yeah. Uh, rather than people's quote unquote moral choices. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'm not I that feel okay, guys, I'm cynical. Remember you can always disagree with us. We we love discourse. That's our thing. Of course. Um, I feel like this is being politicized and mm. i love the original last of us yeah. um but as you start to play the dlc you start to get a sense that he was at it neil Druckmann specifically he's not the only one it's a team but neil Druckmann specifically started adding his own personal politics in yeah um, i had noticed that as well i mean which- I did mention it as well that obviously that focus tester had a big problem with some things to do with uh, Uncharted 4 and specifically what it was was that apparently Nate's child was changed from male to female for no reason right in a way that's fine I mean that's such a for me that's such a minor thing Um, I do of course like seeing more female faces and blah 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 of course but that was the thing about it is that they you know, it's a child. It's not got right. a bloody personality at that point. It was a small child, and someone comes in and goes, and and this is where obviously the stuff with Anita Sarkeesian apparently yeah, comes in. Was, she, you know, it that, she looked at it. Yeah, apparently mm-hmm. she looked at it and went, 
what if this child was female? And then he went, that's a good idea. And just changed it. And it's like, I wish why? I could get paid to just walk in and say that's, that. Imagine, imagine if I walked into a company and said, what if that person was male? I'd be laughed out of the place. Wouldn't I? Yeah, I, I just, I... This isn't... I'm sorry, but I'm going to get on my soapbox here and I'm going to get pretty frustrated about this as a, as a man. Mm-hmm. That's not an equal standing. That's creating an unequal bias system. And they'll talk about right. the patriarchy and all that, but I don't believe in the patriarchy. I believe in a fully proper equal society between races, sexes, you know, gender, whatever ethnicity the whole lot everyone is on an equal standard because we are the one thing that links us all together we are human yeah absolutely absolutely sakes Um, yeah okay i i i want to take a note i think we should actually explore this further um in another episode absolutely this this story itself is multi-layered but it's leading to other things that i think Oh, this uh, are uh, worthy of discussion. Yeah, I think we should yeah. stop this right now because actually, yeah. you know, politic, you know, politics in video games, um, uh, all that, all that's the a stuff good to do with like, misogyny and uh, gender, yeah. gender dysphoria, and all that sort of. Yeah, thing because it's, it's all talking points that we could take, and I think probably we'll start doing that over the next coming weeks. Yeah, I think we should. Uh, we might get another person on so that we can have a third point of view because yeah. I've just read a line that tells me we need to have an open discussion, discourse, dialogue about this. Yeah, Because absolutely. Neil Druckmann is quoted as saying the reason why one of his game failed, games failed, and this is an actual quote from him. Was this the on reason- Twitter? Do what? Is this on Twitter? Yes. Okay. Um, it was a video of him, and this is the yeah, text fine. from that video. Um, the reason it failed is because it was a misogynistic idea. Oh, I go want away. to explore that. I go want to away. That. Um, so I think that I think that's worth a dialogue. Yeah, um, absolutely. But I'm going to say one thing on this principle. Mm-hmm. Well, if mm-hmm. it's a misogynistic, why don't you give the game directing stance to a woman then? Mm-hmm. Why are you that's heading up? Of, why are you yeah. heading up the company then? That's give it, kind give of it to a I woman then. To, if that's if that's your that's politics, it. give it to a lady you feel is actually responsible enough to take that position. But if you're she not willing to do that, put it to the one side. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. I think this is a very, very good future discussion. Yeah. Uh, I, I would like... Uh, the, the thing that you'll find is that... Pete and I do kind of mirror each other on our politics. I mean, we've got some differences, but for oh, the yeah, most part, course. we're pretty similar. Yeah. Uh, we'll reach out to some folks and see. Because I, I think, again, I'm repeating myself here, but I think this is a good dialogue that, to have. Um, oh, absolutely. I think to have a proper discussion about this, we need mm-hmm. uh, people from different angles as well. Yes. And we need proper discourse rather than it being an echo chamber. Yeah, ex- th- that's it exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's one thing that I, I think Pete and I are both pretty strong on. We don't want the podcast or anything really to become an echo chamber. So yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. So I, um, I I think we'll reach out to a couple of the rapid reviews writers yeah. and see yes, if there yes, are so. people who are on the different and maybe on a different side to us. Yes, so that I would love to. See maybe that, yeah. maybe if if we get two people as well, we can argue yeah. one side, they can argue the other side. It'll be yeah. like a proper political debate. 
Yeah, um, and I, but I do want to preface this with, don't worry, guys. It will be friendly. It will not be negative. It will no. be very positive. It will be uh, just an exploration, a, a true discourse, uh, yeah. which has been lost uh, yeah, in the last decades. 100% <laughs> agree. I think even in yeah. politics, there isn't true discourse. It is just literally right. taking jabs at each other. And we don't get yeah, and that's not what this that story. way. You know, you look at you look at yeah. how things are at the moment with Labour and Conservative over here or Republicans and Democrats yeah. over in America. And it is yeah. literally just them taking pot shots at each other. Yeah, constantly. yeah. There's no... There is no real... There's no constructive... Yeah, there's no yeah. discussion. Yeah. It's not a discussion. Yeah. It is a fight. It is a literal fight. Yeah, and that's not at all what we want to promote on no. here. Uh, more of a intelligent discussion of different talking points <laughs> yeah exactly that elevates it quite a bit <laughs> yeah so we'll we'll take but. a we'll 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 put a bookmark in this one for the moment yes. we'll come yeah. we'll come back to this one possibly next yeah because i would like to yeah I'd, I'd i'd like to discuss this i think yeah. this story is going to also develop and become a yeah. larger part of the video game dialogue that's y- yes because actually the yeah me I do as well because actually there mm-hmm. has been an evol- an evolution on the story even in the last day, and the fact mm-hmm. that uh, yes. apparently Naughty yeah. Dog have come out and said that the person who leaked this had nothing to do yeah. with Naughty Dog, which that's what I, I, read I think that's damage limitation. Uh, there, you think? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. my point, my point in this before we move on is, if they had mm-hmm. nothing to do with Naughty Dog whatsoever or Sony, how the hell did mm-hmm. they get hold of this? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's there's just so much we can explore here. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's this, gonna be fun. Yeah, this is gonna Classic. evolve further next week. So yeah, we'll yes. we'll stick around, folks. <laughs> yeah, we won't. I, I don't think we'll cover this in the news next week. Then we'll just cover all the yeah. all the points in our topic, and it could yeah. be that this topic could take a couple of weeks as well. I was going to say, if it's evolving as it seems to be, mm. we, yeah, there's just a larger, I know I'm repeating myself, uh, but there's just a larger dialogue to be of had course, here. Of course, yeah. It's okay. not a quick and easy one, but yes. Not at all. So we will move very swiftly on to uh, your section. Our yes. Section. Sorry, it's our, yeah. it is yes, our section. Now, it is, yes, exactly. It's the one that is chaired by you. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're moving on to the You Got This section, which is uh, usually a two-minute uh, segment where you focus on your mental health. And no, it does not have to be two minutes, of course. No, it's um, just our section is usually tries to be two minutes, but never is. Never. I, uh, yeah, I think one <laughs> out of 29 times it's been. Yeah. Um, Today, I'm actually bringing something that I, I don't want to talk too much of it because it's such a personal thing for each person to kind of chew on and, and, and meditate on if you want to use that phrase or whatever. Yeah. But as an American, <laughs> I Which you uh, make uh, mention probably about four times an episode at least. I know. As an American. Wanted, <laughs> as an American. <laughs> um, and uh, actually what I'm trying to show is uh I'm not culturally the same as a lot of the Brits are over here. Uh, yeah. and Europeans that I've met. Um, and so I stumble upon things. Well, perfect example, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Uh, I stumbled on that. I have no prior, we didn't have the television show or the radio show, uh, yeah. easily accessed. So it was literally me seeing it in a library and going, oh, I love this. And then I come over here and it's like, yeah, Kylie, we all love it. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this kind of has happened with what I'm about to read here. It's my absolute 
one of my top three favorite, uh, I'm going to say poems because I think that's probably what it, it's considered. Yeah, it is okay. considered a poem. Cool. Um, now, bearing in mind, I had never heard this before. I don't know anything about what you guys call football and we call soccer. Uh, <laughs> I know that there's been a movie made from this, and I've seen this. Hold on a minute. Quoted. Wait, 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 uh-huh. wait, 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 wait. I've got to pull uh-huh. that back there. Did you just say what we call foot? What what you call football and we call soccer? Did you get that the wrong yes. way around? What you call football, you we call, call soccer. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah, I wanted to correct yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I know there's been a movie made about this, and I know that in my uh, CrossFit competitions and and stuff seeing other people from other gyms they have it quoted on their shirt so i know something tells me that this poem i'm about to read is probably well known by our british audience sure um it is not as well known by the americans or possibly anyone else (laughs) okay um but i love it and it's for all of us right now like i said i'm not going to speak too much about it um uh, it's just to mull over and think that we're going to get through this. Yeah, of course. Um, we just are. It, it, there is, we're going to get through this. But the poem is Invictus. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> see? <laughs> I mean, I don't um, know it that well, but I know of it. Uh, uh, well, that's that's the thing. It's it's kind of a, a, a well-known thing over here culturally, whereas back in the States, oh, yeah, I... That's... I stumbled on it again in a oh, book of course. somewhere. And yeah, clearly proven by the fact that you just mentioned the name and it's like, oh yeah, I know who he's <laughs> Yeah, exactly. exactly my point. <laughs> uh, so this is Invictus. It's by uh, William Ernest Henley, which, you know, go have a good read about him. It's very interesting. But uh, so the poem is as follows. Out of the night that covers me, black as the pit from pole to pole, I think whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade, and yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Nice. (gasps) That is... It's good. It's good. Brilliant. Um, um, can I pull into yes. question one thing that you did say about uh, football and soccer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, you do know the Invictus Games that was in uh, uh, the Invictus Games and uh, you say no. Invictus has <laughs> no. nothing to do with football whatsoever. Is it really? It's actually rugby. Someone... Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> I am an ignorant American. No, the, the thing is, the film Invictus with Morgan uh-huh. Freeman and Matt Damon yes. was yes. the first time that the South African rugby team ever won the World Cup. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, there you go. I once uh, I told someone, I don't even remember, this is years ago, when I first got here, you know, oh, yes, I just love this. Oh, the reason why I came to this point was uh, I went through about three or four years of surgeries and recovery. They were very intense, very painful and all stuff. I spent two years on my back in a hospital. Yeah. So I read that to kind of get me through it. When I told someone that, they're like, oh, yes, 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 it's a beautiful poem. You have to see this film. And they brought me the DVD of Invictus. I've never watched. Of course you haven't, <laughs> because it's... I think you'd quite like it if it had to do with rugby. 
you know. I do like rugby. Exactly, uh, you know. Yeah. Big butch Yeah, so I may have a, have a watch. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I love this poem. I do bring it out and read it. Like I yeah. said, there's two others. Maybe I'll read those later. Yeah. But um, in a future episode. But this, ah, oh, just, we're going to make it through this. We are going to make it through this. This, um, to be honest, this is um, comes back to a discussion that was had between my mum and dad this morning. Uh, mm-hmm. They were getting a bit heated about the uh, the lockdown <laughs> rules and all that sort of thing. Right, uh, right. Where... Um, uh, my mum works in the education sector and mm-hmm. there was a discussion about sending kids back to school in June Yeah, and yeah. My, my dad mentioned the word um, mentioned about sending troops out and stuff like that it is a se- the time that we're living in is essentially now at the moment currently a war mm-hmm. it is kind yeah. of a war zone in a completely different way of like, yes. way of looking at things you know mm-hmm. This is very, very strange times, but we will get through it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, as always, we're going to get through it. We'll be stronger for it as a people. Um, Yeah. And we're all in this together. I say it every week, but it's the truth. Uh, Yep. I am the world's most asocial person probably ever. (laughs) And even I... I even I have such a, a a sense of community. Yeah. And um and you know, I just I don't know, I maybe it's cuz I choose to see the the good things coming of it, but Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it it's it's unprecedented. We are coming together as a global community and you know, I think only good things will come from this. Yeah, it'll be rough stuff. Yeah, um, of course, and it's going to take a fair while for things to go back to normal oh, yes. properly after this. But yes, and maybe they'll never be an old normal, but that's yeah. okay. You know, um, there is no such thing as an old normal. Normal is not even a thing. It's, it's that's true. You know, it's, it's what is socially going. acceptable at that time, time. which is why you that's obviously had, you know, the hippie culture of the sixties. You know, that went mm-hmm. out of control because that was socially acceptable back then to take lots of drugs and you know free love right. and all that sort of thing. You yeah. Know, whereas back, whereas in the seventies, that sort of you know stopped, hadn't it? And then disco had yeah. sort of taken over, and people were all, <laughs> uh, all about that yeah. for about two years because yeah, and then they Yeah, because that genre died at an absolute death after that. That even Michael Jackson didn't really want to touch did. it. Yep. Yep. Um, <laughs> wow. Off on a bunny trail again. But <laughs> yeah, I, I know. But still. But that's why. That's why you guys listen to the show. <laughs> yeah, you love us ranting about stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it makes time go by. Yes, it does. So, your People, your, your uh, healthy fix of two hours every week. Uh, just. <laughs> mm. Um. But, but as always, for that. Mm. And if any kind of uh, uh, cope literature ever? No, I'm, I'm anything. Yeah, one of those people. They always people who post um, motivational uh, quotes and stuff. Yeah, on your social media. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I like it. I know, they make me happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's good. So everyone's got to have something that keeps them going throughout all of this. Yeah, mine is yep, uh, yep. mine is watching terrible news come out and just 
feeling like I have I have an idea of what's going on. Yeah, you know, but that that is actually a valid point that uh, for some people it feels better to know what's going on, um, yeah. you know, or to have an idea down to the last you know detail what's going on. Um, yeah, and then for some people, their way of feeling better is to not know anything. Um, mm. Yes, yeah, and. True. It's not my way of coping, but I understand it. Uh, I actually yeah. have a relative that uh, she's like, I, I, I can't watch things. I absolutely cannot watch things. Yeah, it's um, the, the whole yeah. stick your head in the sand principle, isn't it? Yeah. and But that's what some people need to do to cope. And, uh, yeah. you know, we uh, should... Uh, I try to be respectful of that. Yeah, um, me too. But uh, sometimes and, it is hard to obviously get through to someone who's sticking their head in their sand because you're trying, uh, to, trying to tell yeah. them what's going on. And they're like, don't don't want to know. Don't want to know. Yeah, I I will say that the person that sticks their head in the sand and I have vastly different politics. But yeah. I still love and respect them as a person. Oh, and, of course. Because politics yeah. is not everything in this world. Oh, gosh, no. And please don't... Oh, gosh, no. If any, if this has taught us anything, we're all people. We're all people um, yeah. underneath it all. We all yeah. want the same things. We have the same no- motivations and everything. Exactly. We prefaced that, yeah. obviously, in the news story as well. I said it specifically. We're all yeah. people. We're all human. We're all yes, together. Yes, exactly. You know, yeah. and, this, and yeah. personal politics aside, you know, why let mm-hmm. why let something like this divide us because of something so something as ridiculous as, um, you know, mm-hmm. some crazy stuff that's in a video game that is not very yes. people not very happy about the direction they're going. Don't like it. Don't buy it. End of. Oh, you just quoted Neil Druckmann. <laughs> I know. I'm aware that was a conscious choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh now i'm excited for next week's and we're in this week's episode so. yeah. I, I know i know but yeah uh, so but yes check back next week for the more interesting <laughs> side because clearly we haven't got a topic this week uh, oh wait yes yeah. we do yes we do <laughs> we do okay so shall we move right. on to said topic yes we should we should okay so um, I'm not going to say if you've been on the rock because not everyone knows about Streets of Rage, unfortunately. I know, which is kind of crazy to believe, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. I mean... It doesn't uh, appeal to everyone. No, it doesn't. I mean, side-scrolling beat-em-ups are a game genre of <laughs> years and years gone by that was so popular and became so just, saturated that people got bored I of always, it. Yeah, I always think of the turtles. Uh, well, yeah, I can literally quote Manhattan a thousand... Project, I, I could quote a, a number of them straight away now as to how saturated the market got. Street yeah, Rage 1, 2, and 3. Final Fight 1, 2, and 3. Um, all the Turtles <laughs> games. So Turtles in Time, Manhattan Project, Hyperstone Heist, um, Battletoads, just to name uh-huh, it. Which I actually loved. The, the thing that we're going on about Streets of Rage about for mainly... And perfect mm-hmm. English is perfect there, obviously. Um, right. <laughs> go and listen to that back. That sounded terrible. Um, the the thing is, is that the reason why we're talking about Streets of Rage is because it's the first game in their series in 26 years. I know, oh. that is mental, right? Uh, that that yeah. series has not had a game nearly as long as I've been alive. I was going to say, oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I know. And 
And the thing is, is that this is not through want of choice because Sega have tried so many times to get this off yeah. the ground. Fan projects have come out and yeah. been stopped and cease and desist have happened because uh, I, I mentioned in a game fact before that Condemned was originally a 3D Streets of Rage. Um, we also had the fan-made project of Streets of Rage remake. You know, mm-hmm. uh, very, very weird. But this led us down a bit of a rabbit hole. And I, I put this to you, and you went, this is a great idea, straight up. Yeah. Games you would love to see revived after a long hiatus. So the rules are, and yes, we have to put a slight rule on this one. Yeah. Games that have not been seen for at least 10 years plus. Yeah. Okay. So do you yes. want to start, or shall I? Um. Because I know you've got a big one in your start- pocket. Yeah. Hmm. So you. Sorry, I didn't hear any of that. Right, two secs. Uh, We had one there, by the way, as well. Yeah. So, can you note that one down? Cool, thanks. It's just so I can go back and then maybe replace mm-hmm. the audio with your with the other one. Sort of do it. Yeah. Uh, this is going to take a little bit more than usual. It is. I hate that. Uh, it's I'm fine. Not- Don't worry about it at all. Don't worry. Okay. Cool. So, uh, right. Okay, we'll go again. Uh, so where do we finish up on that? Oh, games that are for, so 10 years. So I'll go from here. So... Do you want to start, or shall I? Uh, I I think I'll let you start, uh, and I will join in. Okay. So, I mean, this one's a hard one to say because it it's strange for me to think that this game they haven't had a game in nearly ten years for, or maybe about ten years for this series. It's a big one as well. Mm-hmm. Left for Dead. Oh yeah. Oh. It's a good one. That what, is a very good one. What is Valve's issue with uh, games <laughs> with the number three? Uh, yes. <laughs> um, Half Life Three, yeah. Portal yep. Three, Left for Dead Three, exactly. Half exactly. Life, Half uh, Life Two, Episode Three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which, of course, was the ones I was going to throw up, but yes, uh, or throw out. Uh, yeah, I mean. It, it's strange to think because Left 4 Dead was so well received. Yeah. Um, Such a good set of games. It really was. The potential, again, as I've said before, lore is one of my favorite aspects of games. Yeah. The potential for the lore in the Left 4 Dead series I is know. huge. I never yeah. really explored that at all. No. Nope. Uh, nope. In the they previous were- two games, they never touched anything to do with that sort of um, mm-hmm. how the zombie apocalypse actually started. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I don't know, of course, the multiplayer is, is fun. Oh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it was probably one of the first multiplayers that I really enjoyed playing with like my friends and stuff. Me too. Uh, yeah, because I don't actually usually... If I play multiplayer, it's usually just like, you know, against strangers on the internet, you know, kind of Halo multiplayer type yeah. stuff. 
but Left 4 Dead was actually like we all just got together and played. <laughs> it was fun. It was very enjoyable. Um, yeah. So it is. Weird. You know, it's just weird that it didn't. They haven't yeah, gone back. No. To that oh, it's so strange that they never never made a third game of this. I would have thought that with the next series of consoles that came out at the time, obviously right. the Xbox One and the PS4, they mm-hmm. would have jumped over a new engine. But maybe, just maybe, Valve saw the the um, architecture that they were using and went, nope. Yeah. Lord Gaben decided to go, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... You wonder that, and then I always, always am wondering, like, how much did they put on the back burner to focus on Steam, you know? Uh, yeah, but this have- is... The problem is, is that I have with this principle is that to say that they were focusing solely on Steam would have been wrong, because Steam had been out since Half-Life 2 had been... Or Half-Life... Yeah, Half-Life 2 had come out. Okay. It got... It, you couldn't play the game without Steam. That's right, that's right. And by the time Left 4 Dead came out, it was like 2008, I believe. That's, the yeah. The first that's, game. That's and then yeah. I think it was a couple of years later that they had Left 4 Dead 2. So yeah. they were fully in the swing of Steam by that point. They knew exactly what they wanted from Steam. So they were still developing games. But mm-hmm. I think I think what the problem was is that they realised that Steam was more of a money earner, whereas developing games is more of a yeah. cash pit. Yes, it can be, Absolutely. Um, that's actually a good point, um, because I believe they released Portal 2. Um, yeah, in 2012, I believe. Yeah, I was going to say 2010, but no, you're right, it's 2012. Um, yeah, and yeah, I just don't know why they didn't go back to the back to the well, as they say. Um, yeah. I'd love to see another Left 4 Dead game. Um, uh, do you think that potentially that mm-hmm. one of the reasons why they haven't is because they didn't have enough new ideas. Uh, that's a very valid point, actually, because the zombie apocalypse has been done to death. Yeah, uh, and you have to oh, imagine. Yeah, you have to imagine. On uh, around about a time, you know, we were getting a lot of zombie shooter games. You know, you had <laughs> you had Call of Duty doing zombies modes. Um, yeah, that's uh, <laughs> you know, a couple of years later, Last of Us came out and. All that mm-hmm. sort of thing. The, you have to the, look at all the blooming movies, you know, the George A. Romero movies that were done to death over the years. And, you know, yeah, the fact that um, 2005 Capcom dipped their... Uh, was it 2005 or was it... two? Yeah, it was around about 2006, I think, where Capcom dipped their toe in Dead Rising. I was going to say Dead Rising, which, uh, which is actually... If you go back and play Dead Rising, uh, just the first... Uh, it's trash. Uh, second. It's well, it isn't. It isn't. It's weird. No, the first game is awful. It's truly terrible. It, it well, they've got it on a timer, which is terrible. I hate that. Um, I really hate yeah. that. The save function to that game was awful the, as well. Exactly. That's about. What I was about to say, but the weirdly, the graphics still look decent. Yeah. Uh, the they, controls are actually. I like the controls. Yeah. Um, they definitely did future proof the the visuals and the controls on that one. They they were very forward thinking in that one at least. I do agree with that aspect of it, but. I, I just but I love in, the mall setting, but I just I think Frank West is, and I, I'll get the sense right. He's a bit of a dick. <laughs> yeah. He's covered wars, you know. Um, but uh, 
Are you there? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> okay. That one was bad. That, yeah. Yeah, oh I, my I also just asked, are you there? Oh, gosh. Yeah, that, that didn't even come through. Oh, my no. gosh. Are we going to be able to pull this off? You're going to be working really hard on this. I just don't... I hate, I hate this. Um, yeah. What do you we'll, think? We'll continue. Okay. It's odds. <laughs> okay. I mean, this is getting bad, though. This is it getting is getting bad. bad. And it's starting to get bad on this side. So yeah. I'm starting to wonder if it is Discord, because there's literally nothing. No one else is on right now. No, not uh, at all. And even I can hear Alan say, but not even playing. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll still press on. Okay. We'll try wow. it, and I'll see what it comes out like in the edit. And if yeah, if, if yeah, it's truly yeah. bad, then we might have to just delay until next week and just do it again. Yeah. And just go. Plus, screw this. To be fair, though, the idea for next week is really good. I know <laughs> it's such a good idea. I kind of want to get the Ellie on there or somebody. Somebody. Oh, that would. That would, uh, that would be great. Yeah. Anyway. Right. Yeah. Note down the time we start again as well. I did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're going now. So yeah, forty one hour, fourteen thirty something. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Right. right. Do you want to throw one out? Because I think we talked about yeah. for dead enough. Um. Yeah. But speaking, of course, in the same vein. Well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna switch developers and go with uh, Duke Nukem for whatever it was, <laughs> the terrible one, the awful one, the one that took eleven years to make. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Thirteen. Um. Yeah. That. Okay. Duke Nukem, 3D. If you've never played it, yeah. what is wrong with you? Go and play it. Um, <laughs> I did play it, it and there's something wrong yeah. with it because I hated the game. Did you really? Yeah, the I've the, the thing was that I liked it back mm -hmm. in the day. It hasn't aged too well. And no, the thing it for hasn't. me is the humor style hasn't aged well either. And I'm not saying no, this is it's the problematic male chauvinist and all that. No, I'm not going with that. No, it's just the fact that it is so such pathetic childish toilet humor. It is. <laughs> I don't like that kind of humor. I like my my humor at a bit more highbrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, well, I like shooting toilets, so... Fine. Uh, yeah, American, American over British. That's clearly... Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Good. I, ha I, I do have to admit, uh, going back as a grown-up and playing it, because, yes, I play it as a child. I snuck and played it. Yeah, me too. Um, as I did many of my brother's games. <laughs> yeah. Um, but going back as an adult, yeah, there is some actual problematic things. Like, I don't like shooting the naked ladies uh, as much as I once did. And... Um, oh, so what? You're talking you didn't like shooting them in the breasts and letting the silicon come out? Yeah. See, I, I was like eight or whatever, and I didn't really know... Yeah. Um, but now that I'm older, I'm like, I, I don't really like this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do still like some of his quips, um, mm -hmm. and stuff. So, okay. You know, actually having talked it out, I do think it would <laughs> do for happy about a remake. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, yeah, I guess it was due for a remake, but what they went with was... 
Well, they did try to remake it a little bit more. I'm not going to say highbrow because Duke Nukem is not nowhere near highbrow. But definitely is not. They tried to grow him up a bit. I I think they tried to add some maturity, but like emotional maturity, not like mature themes. It didn't. It didn't do well. It didn't. It wasn't Uh, good. No, it essentially killed Duke Nukem pretty much. It did. But I mean, Duke Nukem Forever, like. Yeah, but that was. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was the unfortunate thing because it wasn't handled by the original studios, was no. it? It was Infograms no. and um, 3D Realms who did it before. Uh, yeah, and it kept it got passed around, and then it got delayed, and then let's be honest, the culture changed. Uh, yeah, uh, and it yes, there are some problematic things yeah. that I had forgot and uh, that they couldn't add. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, um, so. It it didn't do well, um, yeah. Which was disappointing. I would like to see a remake uh, mm. of it, but maybe its time has passed. Maybe it is just a relic from that generation. You know, absolutely agree. Yeah, because also, I'm thinking. Yeah, go on. Mm-hmm. Go on. Well, I, I was thinking I was going to compare it here to to Doom Eternal, which is you know my current game of the year. Until Halo Infinite comes out, um, and uh, um, they what they've done is Doom twenty sixteen was a reboot. Yep, they retold the same story. But kind just, of a sequel though, at the same time. Exactly, they fleshed it out a bit. Um, you know, just just did a little bit of of tweaking to it. Yeah, and then we have Doom Eternal, which is just it's a good beefy game. It's just good. Yeah. Um, and I like that they did it right. They did it well. Yeah. Um, they did not do Duke Nukem Forever as well. Uh, if they were to redo it, they would probably need to do some research on probably. on Doom Eternal. Yeah, probably. Um, but yeah, I wanted to raise a point about this. Okay, about Duke Nukem Forever specifically, mm-hmm. because I thought it smelt pretty bad. Anyway, mm-hmm. but it smells right. even more bad when you when you hear it was Gearbox Software who made. It. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, good old Randy Pitchford. Uh, well, well done, Randy. Oh gosh. Yeah. Objectively, if you were to objectively look, it does seem like Gearbox would be a good choice. Yeah, I know. It is so weird, isn't it? Because yeah. you know they were a good good developer at that time. Yeah. You know? But decent. I would say they were decent. <laughs> they were good. They were all right. They weren't. They weren't they blowing were everyone away apart from Borderlands, right? Uh, which, again, as we've said so many times before, was a surprise. Um, took everybody yeah. by surprise. And obviously, uh, most of that was based on the art style, not the actual game. Because when, when, yeah. when it had that original art style, no one gave two two craps about it. Right. So, right. Yeah. The, yeah. No, that I absolutely one hundred percent agree. Because to be fair, that's whatever got my my attention was the shell cell shading. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, it brings nothing new to the table. Sure. But uh, uh, I, I do want to touch on one game that I think that we'll both enjoy discussing. But um, Go ahead. So I never, ever, ever... Okay, so Half-Life 2. It came out. 
Ooh. And then... Hmm? Ouch. <laughs> uh, and then all of its little uh, DLC would yeah. come out. You know, yeah. episodes, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, okay, the first two years, I was kind of along with everyone. Yeah, let's see a ha- uh, Halo. Let's see a Half-Life 3. Let's see a Half-Life 3. Yeah. As we hit the 10-year mark, I was like, no, they're not. This is silly. They're not going to do yeah. Half-Life 3. And then this year, yeah, they came off with Alex. <laughs> I know that was such a weird thing, wasn't it? It was like it I, I remember even on that specific episode where I said I can't believe I'm actually going to have to talk about Half Life in a news story because I thought yeah. all hope was gone. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but now, and and with as well received as Alex has been, and as good quality as it seems to be. Again, I think it's going to be a little too nausea-inducing for me, but yeah, I me just too. really want to play it. Um, but uh, And that's the mechanics, not the game itself, guys. Um, it's because it's VR. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I I think... Maybe this is wishful thinking. I don't know, but... Um, mm, yeah, I'm going to say wishful thinking for sure already. And I know exactly what you're going to say. <laughs> That maybe they are looking to uh, dip back into the Half-Life universe. They already did. It was called Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. I I think you're right. uh I actually do think you're right. And usually I would turn around and go, no, it's just a pipe dream. Because I don't Mm -hmm. want to get too disappointed most most of the time. But they've released Alex. It's a critical success. It is, Um, yep. Basically... um, they're going to want to capitalize on that name, especially for new players who haven't played Half-Life before, who've uh-huh. just gone, oh, we know about the legacy of Half-Life, but never played Half-Life. So they may go back and possibly remaster the original games to which they already have, but the fact that well, Half-Life Black Mesa came out this yeah, year as well. Exactly. Yeah. Or is it last year? I can't remember. But either way, like... But yeah. yeah, they had that out anyway, so um, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if that, that company is now working on uh, a remake of 2. Yeah. Um, but I do think if we're going to get Half-Life 3, and I think Half-Life 3 w- isn't nailed on at this present moment, because I actually right. think Half-Life, Half-Life 2 Episode 3 is more likely, considering that spec script that yeah. was out there. Yeah. Um, but... I think if we're going to see a new Half-Life or new entry, not, you know, episode entry, a mm-hmm. full-fledged sequel to 2, mm-hmm. it's going to be a VR game, I'm afraid. Oh, that, see, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Why else would they uh, develop an entire engine for Alex, yeah. an 18-hour oh, experience? Yeah. Yes, you're right. Oh, that's a very good point. Um yeah, bear, we are I mean, bearing in mind that, um, and I'll, I'll use this as my possible precedent for this entire situation is um, uh-huh. they always, the Half Life games always advanced technology in some way, didn't they? You yes. Know, uh, the first game was like that unbelievable photorealism that you got yes. in terms of the creation of people and monsters and all that sort of thing. It was like it was like the Uncanny Valley moment of that time uh-huh. in 1998 where people actually looked like people. I know, which is so weird to say, but guys, it really was. <laughs> I know, and then you go into 
2000 and I can't remember how, when it came out. I want to say 2004, actually, for Half-Life 2. Yeah, I think it's four. Between... Need to look um, now, need to look. So, sorry. Yeah, yeah physics was there. 2004, big... November, 4, November nice. 16th, 2004. We were both right, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But then, so you look at that and you go... So what are they doing in this game? They've advanced the technology even further, like, you know, depth of field and vision and, you know, the whole high refresh rate of, like, certain environments and all that sort of thing. It was something that was never really done properly on, like, that current state of consoles, which was the PS2 and the Xbox and the GameCube, you know. But then the biggest thing about it we mentioned was Steam, so digital distribution. Yes. Which has changed the entire industry for the better, yeah. for the worse, who knows, you know? Some people love it, some people hate it. it is, yeah. But it has meant that there is a choice available to people now that they don't mm-hmm. have to go and buy retail if they don't want to. But now we're looking at a series that has been sat there dormant for so long that the next stage in evolution for them was VR. Yeah. And I think that's the only way they can go. That maybe Valve, because they've got their own uh, VR setup now as well, which is a very high price, um, but is apparently the best on the market, maybe they feel like that's where the next true evolution of games is, and that's why they haven't touched Half-Life for so many years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe that is what they're looking to do, is have a launch title for their own... I mean, remember how many... Years were there rumors that there was a Steam uh, console around the corner? Oh yeah, the old Steam box, the Steam Link, yeah. and all those sorts of things. Yeah. You know. Um. So maybe that's evolved, and it is. They maybe they do have plans for a uh, more VR, you know, VR focused yeah. console. Um. Mm-hmm. And they want Halo. Halo. You've just got Halo on the brain. I really do. I, I, that is not a lie. I'm trying so hard to not talk about Halo. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they could be looking at a uh, Half-Life 3 console launch. Um, uh, well, I mean, their their VR potential is already out there. I mean, yeah, the, I mean the, the, the hardware is already there, but maybe there. they might have a, revisioned ver- a revised yes. version or the next version Yes, where they go, oh, three years down the line, oh, we've made some advances in the technology with the motion controls. By the mm-hmm. way, we want to give you something special. So exactly. here, here, here's our new... Uh, I can't even remember what their, their VR setup is even called, I to be can't honest. I absolutely, yeah, I um, can't. But they go, oh, look, the next generation, the version two of our VR setup, and they show it all off, and then it's just suddenly like a black screen appears, and you just see mm-hmm. a head crab jump out, and then Gordon Freeman bash the hell out of it, and then with a crowbar, and then pick it up and slam it to the ground with a gravity gun, and it just flashes up free, and that is that's all they need. That's that literally yeah. all they would need. Yeah. Uh, and this is coming from someone who's not really played Half Life. I know enough to say that. I will be honest. I replayed Half Life, and then uh, some of the folks staying with me are replaying the Orange Box. Oh, so nice! Come up a few times. Yeah, um, they're more Portal fans than uh, yeah. Half Life, but I mean, it's all on the Orange Box. So, um, yeah. I kind of dabbled in it, mm. and then I remembered <laughs> Half Life Two. Yeah, uh, with 
mostly just me being frustrated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it's either a lot of puzzles and then you get past the puzzle and then you're in a big gunfight. Yeah. And then with no stalker, guns. With no guns. <laughs> no way to replenish supplies. Stalkers appear and it's like, oh, I remember. I, I don't think I remember. I think that the nostalgia fog might have got me and I Possibly. think I remember Half-Life 2 better than it actually was. It actually was. <laughs> yeah. I know that that makes me a heretic, but I'm kind of starting to think. I don't care, to be honest, because the most experience that I actually have with Half-Life, apart from Portal, because it's set in the same universe, oh, right, yeah. is, the, is the weirdest possible thing that you could think to involve uh, my knowledge of Half-Life is Gary's mod. Oh my gosh, yes, good old Gmod. Yes. I love Gmod. Gmod is yes. awesome. Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, I was actually having this kind of discussion with the, someone the other day, and it was like, wow, remember those days? And yeah. the stuff, the creativity that came out of that. Um, yeah. Of course, my it, absolute favorite being a webcomic that evolved from it. Oh um, my God, that was so good. Concerned citizen, yeah, I think that it was called. so. I couldn't remember the name, but that was so good. You have to go read it if you've not read it. It's genius. The, it's so good, and the guy that wrote it, he's so good. He's just so yeah. good. I mean, Gary's mob was pretty much the star, and I mean, obviously, mm -hmm. like you had had it going on at that time and in sort of respect. But had it not been for Gary's mod, I think Red versus mm -hmm. Blue wouldn't have even happened. Yeah, Red versus Blue, um, Team Fortress. Yep. Uh, there's another one that came out of it. I can't remember, but yeah, no, y there was a lot of things that were born of it. Uh, yeah. God, I remember. It was just a big creative sandbox. It yeah, was it was. It was so good, but it was basically yeah. it was the Half-Life Two engine that had stripped everything mm -hmm. everything out and left you with a blank canvas that you could create yes. anything you wanted using oh. every asset that was in the game. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, one of my favourite memories of that was literally sitting on there with one of my friends at the time, and we were <laughs> trying to create the world's largest nuclear launcher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, those were literally the days. I that uh, you know, I now wonder, thinking about that, I wonder if Gmod influence it had to have uh, Halo's Forge. That's why um, I, that's why I mentioned Red versus Blue because Forge yeah. Mode was clearly as a result of that because that wasn't in two that was in three. Yeah, that was in three exactly exactly. Yeah. And Gary's uh, Mod came out about a year after um, Half Life Two, which was obviously in two thousand five. Exactly. I was, uh -huh. was going to say Gary's Mod had been out for a while before uh, yeah. Halo Three did. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you picked up on that straight away that I said Red versus Blue, knowing full well that that was done in Halo though. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> love red. Yeah, I know. Go on. The first three seasons, I had. Uh, they were great. When they started doing Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. It's fine. Uh, we, we won't wax, wax lyrical about red versus blue any further. Yeah, you big drop there. Yeah. Thanks for the note. One thirty-two, one minute thirty-two. No. <laughs> one, one hour thirty-two, I guess that is. Yeah. Thirty-three. <laughs> it, it's close enough. Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. Okay. Yeah. 
So we'll move on to the next set of games that we have here. Yes. Uh, I would have put Streets of Rage on this list, obviously, but I can't mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, so I'll mention one that I wasn't a particular fond fan of, but I know a lot of people are big fans of the series. And it, I, I'm I'm shocked to say that we haven't actually had a game since 2008, a mainline series. Prince of Persia. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... I wonder, and this is kind of silly, but I do wonder how much that terrible movie influenced. <laughs> no, uh, I think I've got a bigger reason why. Oh, okay. Probably owners changed hands, but... Wrong. What? Oh, what? Well, call back to earlier on in the episode. Mm-hmm. Assassin's Creed. Oh, yeah. Assassin's Creed Ooh. ruined that series. You're right. Because it is essentially the same game. It is. It's a grown-up version of Prince of Persia. Yeah. Wow. And I mean, that's a bearing good point. in mind the cel-shaded version of 2008 of Prince of Persia did not particularly do too well. I mean, it didn't do awful. No, uh, but it was it was seen as the heretic for the for the fans. Basically, yeah. they did not yeah. like that game one bit. Heretic's a good game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I wasn't the biggest fan of those games anyway. I mean, I remember playing one of the original Prince of Persians on the Mega Drive and, oh, God, that game right. was so frustrating. <laughs> I mean, most of it was because it was quite badly designed as well. It was. I mean, it was It was an early puzzler, so yeah, that part's fun. Um, but to be fair, mm. no, it... It, it didn't really... It's never been one of my favourites, but I know people are very devoted to it. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, they love it very much. Uh, I, I think that you've made a valid point that Assassin's Creed has almost made it moot at this point. Well, yeah, because you have to look yeah. at um, when the first Assassin's Creed game was. was in 2008, was it not? Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's right around about oh. that same time so you had two exactly. series at the yeah. exact same time doing the exact same thing right. and why are people going to split their money on the same game basically yeah um which you will find they do this in movies as well uh sometimes uh movies or game makers will release very similar titles hoping oh. that you know you'll yeah pick one over the other okay. you know i have to make a small correction 2007 oh. Okay, okay. So, Still yeah, same Similar same time. General. Similar time. Yeah. And look at how well Assassin's Creed sold compared to that Prince of Persia game. Yeah, They're, I mean... I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal didn't help either. Well, that's kind of what I'm saying. But, I kind of think... It, it's just weird, though. It is just weird. Go on, you say your point, and then I'll, um, I'll, I'll let mine be known. I, I just wonder, like, the negativity around the movie, you know, that, that probably... Uh, took the shine off of the series itself counterpoint Uh my counterpoint did the assassin's creed movie not do that for that series oh my gosh i forgot there was an assassin's creed movie (laughs) and that's what i was going to mention before you can't mention the movies as taking the shine off of it because assassin's creed is still going and that had a terrible movie with um michael fassbender and marion cotillard 
Yep, uh, I'm glad you remembered that because I could, all I could think of was Magneto. I couldn't yeah. think of his name. Well, to be <laughs> fair, I was quite excited about that movie because it looked quite yeah. good, and then it sucked. That's thing. I mean, and again, this is a good topic for future as well. We've mentioned this before. I am not going into that hell that is video game movie adaptations ever again. I've done it before and I will not dip my toe back in that. I I want to. (laughs) Well, you you talk to yourself. You go ahead. But when you you have had to sit there and watch the Mario Brothers movie, Final Fantasy Spirits Within, Mortal uh, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, Silent Hill... And Blood oh, Rain, any Juve Bowl, any Juve Bowl movie, that, that oh ruins you forever. I still don't understand how they got him to direct Aliens. I would never understand that, but it cracks me up. Aliens? Uh, Aliens uh, 3 was one that, of his. That wasn't him. That wasn't Juve Bowl. That was uh, David Fincher, the guy who did Seven. Which one is the Aliens with... Um... Probably Resurrection. Oh, it was. It was Resurrection. Because that's the one where they... Yeah, 1997. Yep. So, yeah, he wrote that. Joss Whedon wrote it. Uh, oh, I know. He's, he was, he's distanced oh. himself very far away from that as well. Wait a minute. Why have they got... Whoa. They don't have him listed? Hold on. I'm worried by this now. I'm sorry, guys. I'm in the... No, it's fine. She's in research mode, so... I am... So, <laughs> oh, he, Yui Bowl directed, directed Alone in the Dark, which stars Christian Slater, which is the only reason I ever watched it, and it's terrible. Yeah, it is, uh, and he also did Blood Rain and, uh, God, what else? Ooh. He's done some terrible things. Most of them uh, video game movie adaptations, that's what I said. Once you go down that rabbit hole, you can't wait a get minute. out of. He did a postal yeah. Postal yep. was turned into a movie? Yep. Is it terrible? I haven't watched it. It's got to be awful. It's not very uh, well rated on IMDb, but I, I don't plan on ever watching it because Postal is quite I, one of those games and those series that I just don't want to touch at all. It's a terrible, terrible... Oh, my gosh. Okay, I think I'm going to have to have a Yui Ball night. Oh, um, you so should. Get yourself drunk and just... Yes. watch them and report back and that'll be so oh funny my gosh. As, a, yes. like, as an episode we should do that that you have to torture yourself with all those movies <laughs> yeah yes exactly um but no apparently i'm wrong which i can't believe it uh <laughs> i don't believe it uh, i can't believe it uh but aliens resurrection although written by josh wheat Whedon apparently wasn't directed by Yui No, I don't believe it was, but I, I do know that the, oh, third, the third movie was done by David Fincher, who has also very much distanced himself away to the point where Aliens for, Alien 3, he literally goes, I didn't make that piece of nonsense. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes they'll put different names uh, yeah. as a director, that, that one name, Smitty, Alan Smitty or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. If they don't like it, but... The interesting thing is, oh, I can't believe we're getting off on this tangent. No, I'm, I'm just going to say that um, there are parts of Alien Resurrection that I actually like. There's not, um, it's not bad at times, but it is quite terrible. But my absolute favorite, and guys, go watch it on YouTube because it is everywhere. But uh, Weaver, Sigourney Weaver, she that 
scene where she throws the 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 ball over the basketball. Yeah. Um, that she did that for real. Oh, I know she did. She that did. And that and, uh, had some sudden surprising Ron Ron Perlman in there as well. Yes, exactly. Like all that's real. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I just love that. Uh, it was cool, but very weird. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, but anyway, so there's a lot of parts that I do actually like. Why did I think that was Yui Bull? There has to be a reason. Anyway. Uh, okay, it's fine. We're off on our, our tangent. Woo! Yeah. Welcome to Rapid Review Radio. <laughs> <laughs> tangent Yui. Everything's um, all a bit crazy here. <laughs> it is. really our minds. Yeah. And also, if... For some reason, you're listening to this episode and skipped over 28, which I don't imagine you would. Uh, 28's really good. We're just it, losing our minds. Yeah, that's where we officially have lost the plot, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, can I throw another one out to you? Sure. Absolutely. This is a series that I have a lot of affiliation with. I am... I'm not the biggest fan of the series. I lo- I do really like the genre itself. It's a game series that I or genre series that has has aged well, but also not very well either. Because it's, okay. I would say it's a bit of a relic of its time. But these sets of games are truly fantastic, and they go without saying. Um, the genre in question is point and click. Right, okay. Oh, yes, right. And One of my series, favorites. and uh-huh. I know you're going to like this, Monkey Island. Yep, and instantly the soundtrack is in my head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now, Monkey uh, Island yeah. are an excellent, excellent set of games, and they are full of humour, full of great stories, yeah. and great characters, and yeah. that is essentially everything that a video game is. And yeah. yet they have not ever once and i think some of this is obviously down to lucas arts closing yeah. down but yeah. no but even disney didn't Somebody want to, to do anything with monkey island which is so unbelievable because it's right there it's like but maybe because it's so close to pirates of caribbean i i guess that yeah i didn't really think about that yeah i mean oh, but man i i think i i think it's too good of a property to just let uh, fade into existence mm-hmm. uh, because unlike uh, Duke Nukem which as we've spoke here and I've now realized is a product of its time and probably is best left in the early 90s um, Monkey Island is more classic yeah and uh, you know could be brought forward I think I well, think it would I'd agree do- I, I think mm-hmm. they could do some great things with that if I'm honest but they just aren't willing to aren't willing to go with it i don't think i think do you think that possibly some of it is that to modernize it would take away some of its charm um definitely a huge part of its charms is of course it's you know early graphics early sound even um point and click adventures are very of their times they do seem to be doing having a resurgence on pc um They've never transferred well to consoles. Uh, I had Maniac Mansion on Nintendo. Um, yeah. And although there are some some good points about it, as the Nintendo version, um, it's much easier and it makes more sense as a PC game. Yeah. So, 
I can kind of see that as being its limitation. Um, yeah. But we've seen, you know, revivals. I think we mentioned it last week of of old games uh, like Two Point Hospital. I never thought uh, that. Ah, yes. I never thought that Theme Hospital would be a good fit for yeah. a, a console just because of the controls. And then Theme Point. Theme Point. Theme Point. <laughs> That's what it should be called. <laughs> theme, theme, theme Point really Hospital. Bad. Uh, then Two Point Hospital is here and it's great. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Um, so I would like to see Monkey Island get a, yeah. a new little breath of life. It's, yeah. it's a classic. Funny that because you sort of touched on something I wanted to bring up at the very last moment of this topic. Right. But I'll kind of bring on it now. Mm-hmm. Is the fact that we shouldn't be sitting here waiting for companies to revive these projects at all. If we are interested in seeing these old school sort of projects go on mm-hmm. and uh, them potentially bringing them back, the best way to do it is to give these to the indie developers, as proven with Streets of Rage, that yes. they, can, they can make the games oh, in the way that, in the way that some companies can't because it's too much history. You know, right. they can go into it with a fresh set of eyes and go, mm-hmm. this is what made this series fantastic. And this is how we advance the series as well. Because I think a lot of it is based on the fact that they don't know how to advance their series. That's exactly what I said with Half-Life 3. Is yes. that maybe they're looking into the potential of this being a VR project because they finally had an advancement in the industry enough for them to go, we should put some time and effort into this. But the indie developers are the ones that are doing it. Look at, um, just for example, obviously, um, you know, uh, Lizard Cube. Lizard Cube are the ones who worked on Streets for Rage 4 with Guard Crush Games and .mu. Now, Mm -hmm. they, you know, Wonderboy hadn't had a game in years, yet they brought that back with that absolutely magnificent remake. You know, and then it got, and then, then they got a new sequel. Yes, that's Which right. was crazy. Yeah. After 20 yeah, odd years, no they got a sequel. I was going to say, no one could have predicted that. No, uh, absolutely no. not. And yet, you know, an indie developer approached the old company and went, we want to make a remake of this. And boom, look what's happened. They've then gone yeah. on to go and make another remake of a, an incredibly iconic series with a, with mm-hmm. a developer who know how to make a fighting system because Streets of Streets of Fury EX is absolutely outstanding from Guard Crush. Right. Absolutely. Uh, you know, side-scrolling beaters are, are basically games that have died as well, and yet they've come back with a massive resurgence. Uh-huh. Absolutely. So, it's just crazy. But um, just as a, a forefront to that, or the, the, the last point maybe to that, can I put one more to you? I don't know how much you know about this series, though. Okay. If I was to tell you about an egg with shoes and hands, would wait, you know what I'm wait. talking about? Okay. Wait, that sounds way familiar. Okay. I had a game like that. What, you mean Fantastic Dizzy? And, you know, uh, Magic Land Dizzy? And, you know, yeah. The, the, the egg for known as Dizzy. Yes, I think it might have had a different name in in the US, maybe, but yeah. There were a stack load of games. Honestly, you could have played anything. Crystal, Crystal Kingdom, Dizzy, Prince, uh, Prince oh my of the God. Oak Folk, Spellbound, Dizzy, Dizzy the sounds... Rapids, Fantastic Dizzy, Bubble yeah. Dizzy, Dizzy Panic, Magic oh Land Dizzy. Ah, Dizzy Panic. Now that that sounds familiar. There you go. I quick, think that, yeah. uh, quick snacks. 
Fantasy World oh. Dizzy, Fast Food, Treasure Island Dizzy, you know, all of that. Oh there my there are a yeah. ton of those games on the ZX Spectrum. Yes, 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 yes. And my God, are they weird. They're very weird. But they are. they are also very awesome because they're not just platformers. They mm-hmm. are adventure exploration platformers, which is such a weird thing. But they yeah. really set the bar for what actually platform like adventure games could do back then. Yeah. My um, God, they they are fantastic. You know that actually brings up another point, but I, we will bring this to a close. Um, but the Z uh, X Spectrum. How dare you! It's the ZX Spectrum, <laughs> you philistine, and you never even had it on your damn shores. I was gonna say we, as in the US, ha- missed out on that, which means we missed out on a whole lot of games. I mean, some games were ported over yeah. for various things. Yeah, you missed um, out. You missed out on some on two gems that I played for a previous podcast that I would never have played, called uh, Manic Miner and Jet Set Willy. Regaled with tales of those games as well uh, by a fan of the ZX uh, Spectrum. Yeah. Um, so I know of them strictly from the passion, you know, the passionate love yeah. that uh, people have for those. I hate that we missed out on them. Um, yeah. But well. we also missed out on uh, something else that you guys had. I think I brought this up before, um, but I do want to explore it one day. Uh, y'all had the, um, it was a BBC Oh, the BBC uh, Micro. That, yes. Yeah, but we also had, you know, this is the problem, and I'll, I'll wax lyrical about this one very briefly because of, um, it seems that the whole idea of the video game crash in 83 is a bit skewed nowadays. Yes. Uh, in the fact that, I, I think we have kind of mentioned it briefly, but most people think that the video game crash of 83 affected everywhere. Yeah. Uh, that is incorrect, unfortunately, because... Mm-hmm. It affected North America. Yep. That is all. Video games were not dead around the world. No. Because we had our 8-bit machines Mm -hmm. over here. They were called personal computers. Yeah, we didn't get... We didn't... We had them, but not not like you guys had over here. Yeah, whereas you had... You know, you had the Apple One, the Apple Two, and all that sort of thing. We yeah. had we had the BBC Micro, the um, the ZX Spectrum, the um, oh god, I'm trying to think what else is there. The Amstrad CPC and uh, yeah. the Amiga, the Commodore Amiga. You know, well, Commodore sixty four. We had we had that. Um, yeah, I, I am aware that you did but, have them, but they were the line of stuff that we had over here. Yeah. And actually, most people don't seem to remember this as well, that actually the NES was an utter failure over here. You know, Nintendo wanted absolutely nothing to do with the producing of the first line of consoles. They actually gave it to Mattel to make over here. Oh, wow. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so if you happen, yeah, if you happen to pick up the first edition NES that was sold over here, they are worth mm-hmm. a lot more money than NESs are worth anywhere because wow. they were Mattel based. That is wild. I'm yeah, looking but... over at my box right now. Sorry. <laughs> I have I have a pristine uh NES. Nice. Here in its box. Um, yep. It even has a message from Mario on the front. Amazing. Uh, yeah. But uh, that's crazy. Um yeah, because uh, back in the U.S., I mean, of, of course, I wasn't 
around for all of that. But um, but I've been, yeah, I'm a video game obsessive, so I know some things. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, I think we had uh, the Tandy. Oh, yeah, yeah. The uh, Commodore and just IBM personal computer. That's all it was called. And Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot to mention the IBM personal. Yeah, that's what we had, like, at school and stuff. Yeah, um, and obviously, like I mentioned, you had the Apple One as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and of course that. Um, and so when I came over here and started to learn about this, like, just this wealth of stuff you guys had, like, it was at your front door. You could program and all kinds of stuff that we were just like, whoa. So I know. It's, it's crazy how, how different it is. Yeah. yeah. And the funny thing is, is that, uh, like most people wouldn't actually know who they are. But if you come over here and you mention the name, the Oliver twins, then, oh my goodness, everyone knows who the heck they are. And just so you, do, if you don't know, they're the ones who made Dizzy. Ah, right, okay. Yeah, I'm going, they I'm are going to, some of the most iconic uh, video game uh, creators in England. They wow. are oh. so revered. And they even, like, even to the point a couple of years ago, they actually did a convention called Play Expo. And oh, right, they, okay. Uh, I went to it. And unfortunately, <laughs> I went on the day they weren't there because I wanted to meet them because they are... Oh, oh, my, uh, and my friend at the time also wanted to because he was the one who got me into Dizzy and he is a huge, huge fan. Oh, oh wow. Um, yeah. That's that's really cool. Yeah, I'll have to explore Yeah, you, I um, mean, a lot of the games are now on emulators anyway, so you can it, yeah. go back and play Dizzy. They are I've, of their time. I've got, they, yeah. I do think they still look great and they still handle very, very well. Yeah. But yeah, I would, um, I'd love to see a reimagining of that that series. Yeah, for sure. Oh dear, that would definitely. I would. I I'm curious. I would like to see that as well. Cool. Um, All right. But have, you, I, have you got another? Or is that I don't. Uh, I don't. But we're coming to a close. Uh, yeah, um, I, I would agree. I think this is a natural spot point. Yep, and. Uh, you know, as usual, uh, I say it every week, but it doesn't. It's no less true. We do really, really appreciate you guys stopping by and giving us a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know, always feel free to give us a like or a share or let us know. Feedback's always appreciated. Yeah, please, um, please comment or whatever, and let us know how we can mm-hmm. improve or whether or not we're we're fantastic. And keep going. <laughs> no. uh, yeah. I, I know we're not. We're just oh. Questions. We need listener questions. Yeah, we would love to handle the questions again, but for some reason, nobody seems to want to do that. Yeah. So it's like please... we went into isolation and all the questions stopped. Yeah. So please, if you have any questions, please sling them our way when we put the uh, the call out up. We would love to mm-hmm. actually answer one. Yeah. It does feel and... like we're just talking to each other again, and that's it. Oh, Not that I have oh. any problems <laughs> Look, there I was being nice and saying, I like talking to you, and then you go and insult me like that, you know? Well, that about sums us up. <laughs> oh, get, out, get out of here, you bloody American, coming over to my shores and trying to take over my land. That's right. Bring my culture over. <laughs> uh, that's too funny. Um, yeah. Right, do you want to wrap us up? Yeah, I think we should wrap it up. Um... 
Uh, I was going to mention something. Oh, well, maybe it'll come to me. Um, if you want to follow us online, as you should, uh, head on over to www.rapidreviewsuk.com. We have reviews of just about everything just going up. Um, on a daily on a daily basis they have the uh estimated reading time to the side which is just so cool mm-hmm. um and we've just got like we're just continuously posting them up and yep. if, and it and it, it's the range of triple a to indie games so you're yeah. probably going to find exactly what you're looking for oh yes yeah. uh, i'd say we cover a lot more indie games than we do anything but there are a good yeah. few triple a games on the horizon yeah. and have already been uh, put out there exactly. i yes. do maternal but we've all yeah uh, we are also plowing through i i personally am plowing through at the moment with uh-huh. the uh, co-review of Final Fantasy VII Remake. So that should be yeah. up very, very soon because I finally finished it. Yeah, definitely looking forward to that. It's kind of, it's something that we as in Rapids Review have not done before. So I'm very much into that. Yeah, uh, um, I think the format might surprise a few people because it is a little yeah. bit different to what we pla- what we usually do. But yes. I think the, uh, the lead on that one... Um, uh, has has a good idea and we're rolling with it and i think it could work so we'll see how it goes absolutely um and then you can follow us on twitter at rapid reviews uk mm-hmm. uh or our podcast specific twitter which is at uh, try this again <laughs> at rr radio pod yes um and then we have a twitch channel uh yep. which is twitch.tv slash rr radio pod which uh, I, i'm gonna preface here we were supposed to stream as of yeah. last night which was the second of may uh that will now be on the third of may but it may be a little bit too late when you listen to this episode but um if it is i would have streamed streets of rage 4 uh which actually reminded me of what i was had forgotten uh, which is we have a Discord now. Uh, Ooh, public. I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because I was going to mention that yeah. if you had forgotten it. Uh, I was probably going to forget it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, come hang out with us. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, and I mean, you could probably you could probably access it by searching on Discord at uh, Rapid Reviews yeah. UK, or uh, I will put a um, an invite link into the podcast description and uh, yeah. you could join that way we have a podcast channel on there so you can see when the episodes are posted calls out for questions and all the links will be there too yep um and if you want to send us any individualized feedback or questions or suggestions uh you can email them which is podcast at uh and then pete what about you where can they find you? uh they can find me shooting the breeze over on twitter as i usually do at pete beckett one where it could be anything from talking about video games talking potentially about politics or talking about politics in video games (laughs) yay Um, Uh, what about you kylie where do they find you i am i'm at kylie to greet on twitter which is k-l-e-y-t-h um mostly still posting about autism (laughs) That's fine. That's your that's your, uh, that's your target demographic, and I believe it does a lot of good to help people. I, I do hope so, uh, right. and, and it's always good too that like if you have someone in your life that is uh, a diagnosed well, I just uh, 
yeah, an autistic person. Um, it's it's good to see the point of view because yeah. uh, it is a very different uh, way of thinking. Yeah, I as I'm having to learn I, through therapy. Yeah, but, I mm-hmm. would agree with that. And also, since doing this podcast, I've learned a ton because of you. I'm glad about that uh, because there is probably uh, things. Mm. <laughs> things in general. Uh, I'm getting tired. Yeah, I gathered that as much. Although, Pete and his amazing editing skills is going to. Edit. Oh, this one's going to be a beast. It, this one's going to be hard, though. It's yeah, it's a difficult one. Uh, uh, we've had a lot of uh, technical difficulties. Bloody Discord. Um, for some reason. Yeah, but that does leave one last thing. Uh, so Pete, with yeah. that game fact, uh, because of course I've talking about Streets of Rage more than enough in this episode. I had to pick a Streets of Rage based game fact. Of course, <laughs> I might be a little excited about that game. Does, does, it, does it show? Yeah, I just does it show? Does it's it show? Kind of, uh, not quite. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Clearly not. Okay, well. Okay, so in the Japanese version of the game, not only did it have a different name because it was called Bare Knuckle rather than Streets of Rage, right? but the character of Skate, or Eddie, Eddie Hunter for full, was actually called Sammy in the Japanese version, <laughs> weirdly enough. Ah, well, that's going to do it for us, I yep. think. Um, I, I guess. Yeah, because this episode, oh my god. Yeah, has um, pretty much ruined me. It's yeah, this I, is crazy. And Kylie's tired, and I yeah, I had, I had enough energy saved up for one episode, and we have stopped and started several times. Yeah. Um, but as always, thanks for stopping by. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate you out there, and uh, you know we appreciate everyone. Uh, all the frontline workers, you guys are awesome. You rock. You rock. Um, yeah. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.